0: Bismillah Alhamdulillah Wa salatu Ala Rasulillah Wa ala alihi wa sahbihi Wa man wa Alhamdulillah We thank him subhanahu wa ta'ala For all of his blessings The greatest blessing of all Is the blessing of being from the ummah of our Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Believing in him And that he is a messenger sent from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And we ask our Lord from the blessing of the various salawat that we've been making And the da'awat that we've been making That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us To be from the causes of those in this time To our Prophet Muhammad <laughs> sallallahu alayhi wa sallam may we be from those that when they're mentioned to him While he is in the barzah, in the intermediary realm Is that he becomes happy sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, And he becomes joyful And his heart expands and inclines towards us And may we be from people who give victory To his sunnah and especially the abandoned sunnas That so many people have left May we give victory to them In a very special way In and of ourselves And be a means for other people To also act upon them And in this of course As we all know And we need to move beyond A mere intellectual knowledge of it And so that we experience it All saadah All felicity Is in following our Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu alaihi wa And virtue after virtue we have to learn And we have to understand And we have to strive to implement To make a part of our lives And to be a means for others as well To experience those very realities And one of the great teachings of our Prophet Muhammad That Allah has taught us in the Qur'an Is to learn to let go And the connection that we have To everything in the world But specifically wealth Is something that our deen teaches us To let go And the Quran acknowledges That our wealth is something That we love And we incline towards And the very word itself One of the words for wealth And property and even money Is mad, And it relates to the same word For inclination we incline towards our wealth. We like to hold on to our wealth. But learning to let go is one of the great teachings of this deen, one of the great teachings of our Prophet And indeed, it is one of the great traits of futubah. It is one of the great traits of spiritual chivalry. And it is one of the most important things of all. And Allah ta'ala, has given everybody to various degrees Wealth that they can learn to let go of And in learning to let go Little by little we can chip away And to be, do that act outwardly Such that it is a means for our heart to become pure inwardly Which is the whole point point. And so when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes Birr in the Qur'an and in this particular instance that Allah tasty, Ta'ala tells us that righteousness is not just facing your faces towards the east or the west, i.e. the direction of the Qibla. لَكِنَّ وَلَكِنَّ But righteousness is to believe in Allah. And to believe in the hereafter. And to believe in the angels, in the book, in the prophets. And after that which pertains to belief, what is the first thing that Allah Ta'ala mentions? Is that this person gives out from their wealth, their cherished wealth that they love. Allah hubb, That they give it out even though they love it, they give it out. It's the very first trait of righteousness. And then he goes on subhanahu wa ta'ala to mention the types of people that we give it out to. the A number of different categories. To their relatives, orphans, the poor, needy travelers, beggars, and for freeing captives. All of these different categories. And then he goes on to mention other traits of righteousness, but we're going to focus on this first trait. Waat al-mala al Learning to let go. We give out from our cherished wealth the wealth that we love, we let go and give it out. Knowing that it is actually a burhan, a proof of our faith. a proof of our faith. Charity is a proof. Do we believe in the promise of Allah or not? Anything you give out, Allah will replace. And not only replace, He'll give you even more. And that's in relation to the outward. Let alone the reward that you get from Allah and everything that happens in this world. Dawa Mardaqum cure, heal, your sick by giving charity. All of the many things that happen in this world, let alone the next world, from giving out in charity. Learning to detach. But then the other meaning here, Allah, is Wa'at al They give out their wealth. For the love of Allah. They give it out for the sake of Allah. And the dual meaning there teaches us the way to let go. Your heart is a container, it's only one container. The more you move towards the hereafter, the, less, the more you move away from the world. The dunya and the akhir are like the east and the west. The closer you get to the west, the further you get to from the east. In your heart The more you fill it with the love of the hereafter The less love of the world that you'll have And so the best way of all to detach Is to replace The love of this world with the love of Allah wa ta'ala. They give out from the wealth Out of their love For Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then in another verse, in Surah Al-Insan, in a series of verses, Allah T.W.T. speaks not about here righteousness as a concept, but about those who are righteous, al-abrar. Inna al-abrar, that Allah says, the righteous yashrabuna min katsin kaanamizajwa kafura. They will drink a drink of pure wine flavored with camphor. And that from a spring where Allah's servants will drink Flowing at their will In Jannah, it's different than this world If you want something in this world You want to, for instance, be successful You want to get a certain job You want to do something when you're older you can't just want that and then expect it to just appear before you. No, you have to work for it. You have to do everything that you need to do in order to attain that. But in Jannah, it's different. As soon as you want something, boom, it's there before you. You fed That these rivers flow at their will. Whatever you want to do, as soon as you want that thing, you have a thought that you desire that thing, it's right before you. Subhanallah. What a blessing from Allah wa Taala. But who are these people? Allah is going to describe them. This is what they're going to receive in the Akhirah. In the hereafter. Yufun bin Nadri. These are people that what? They fulfill their vows. They fulfill their vows. When they say that they're going to do something, they do it. They fulfill their promises of course too, but specifically their vows. If they vow to do something... Done. They do it. And this is a lost trait. This is one of the great traits of the Prophet Muhammad and all of the prophets and the companions that came of the prophets that came before us. When they said that they were going to do something, they would do it. And it actually meant something in their society. Think about how many people break promises in our times. They say they're going to do something and then they don't do it. And then people just get used to it so that It just becomes normal where people just keep breaking, keep breaking, keep breaking their promises and people's word becomes cheap and that is a serious problem. In previous times, people took their word very seriously. It was something that they tried to preserve in society because it was regarded so highly and you and I can revive that and every time that we say that we're going to do something, we do something. And parents, this should be the way that we are with our kids. If we tell our kids that we're going to do something, you should do it. Don't tell them that you're going to buy them something and then you don't buy it. Don't tell them that you're going to take them somewhere if you're not going to take them. And we actually we actually know that there was an imam who did not no longer took hadith from a particular scholar, because that he saw that he was trying to get an animal to do something with food, and then once he got him to do it, they didn't give it to him anymore. So he didn't take Hadith from him. Look at the, that criterion. Imagine if the criterion of a Hadith scholars was applied to the media We'll forget the media. <laughs> historians. How much history would actually be in the books? If those stringent conditions were applied to people of our time, <laughs> these are people that think about the hereafter. They have fear of a day of sweeping ho- horror <laughs> because of the difficulty of that day. But then, just as in the other verse when Allah Ta'ala speaks about Bir, here what is their trait? وَيُطْعِيمُونَ الْتَعَامَ عَلَى حُبِّهِ They give out food despite loving it. Or you could say despite their desire for it. يُطْعِيمُونَ الْتَعَامَ عَلَى حُبِّهِ They give out food. عَلَى حُبِّهِ مِسْكِينًا وَيَتِيمًا سُبْحَانَ اللَّهُ وَأَسِيرًا عَجِيب They give out food to the poor. Okay, that makes sense. They give out food to the orphan. Okay, that makes sense. But they give it out to the prisoner. And some of the commentators say this relates to Muslims that have been in prison. But then other commentators say is that when this verse was revealed the only prisoners were the mushrikeen or the polytheists. They even give out their wealth to people and the only reason they've been taken captive because they were fighting them in battle. What kind of traits are these? Do we realize that if we even would just start to take on some of these traits, how things would change around us? What would happen to these societies in which we live? But, and this is why knowledge is not enough. Knowledge is important. It has its place. Everything we do has to be based upon knowledge. But people to varying degrees will have access to that. Every single one of us can be people of traits. Just as the amount of scholars outwardly amongst the Sahaba were few, but all of them were people of traits. Every single one of them was a person of traits that exemplified great traits of character. (laughs) But then... The description goes a little bit further. Inna <inaudible> ma We are only feeding you for the sake of Allah. La nuridu minkum We do not want any recompense from you or any thanks. We don't want you to recompense us. We don't have any ulterior motives whatsoever. Bisminda, <inaudible> we give out. We do whatever it is that we do. And this applies to wealth, and that's how we learn it. And imagine if every time that you gave something of your wealth, fisabilillah. No strings attached. Fisabilillah. And we don't expect favors. We don't expect people to give us thanks. We don't expect people to... Now, we should give thanks if we're the ones receiving. But from our perspective, fisabilillah. And even to the point where we were somehow deceived and we gave to someone wrongly, meaning that they weren't really deserving the way that we thought they were, that harms them, not us. And hopefully from our sincerity, it would be a means for them to transform. There's a beautiful story about that, where there was a perpendicular man, I don't remember all of the details, but he went out and he gave wealth to someone one night, and it turns out that, that person was a thief. And then people started talking and city about how someone gave money to a thief, and then that thief made Toba and never stole again. And then he gave out and he gave one time to a woman who was doing something she shouldn't have done, and it was a means for her Toba. And the third hakadah if you give out with sincerity, it will be a means of transformation. And they mention about these great people of Futua, there was one by the name of Abu Torab. And when he was performing Hajj one year, He was outside of Mecca. And someone came to him and brought him, according to the story, 10,000 dirhams. A dirham is a silver coin. 10,000 dirhams. That's a lot of money. Imagine. They're coins. 10,000 coins. And they just laid it down in front of him. And so he took a few coins and he said to one of his companions, Go buy me some cloth. And so he comes back with cloth. And he starts ripping up pieces of the cloth. And he starts taking handfuls, a handful or two of the silver coins. He wraps it up and he says, go give this to someone." Next person comes. Until they're about to end. Imagine, there's like a mountain of silver coins, 10,000. And they're about to, that he's about to be finished. And someone comes up and says, your companions, Danny, those who are traveling with you, haven't eaten anything for days. And he says, Okay. Here's a little bit for them, so they can have food. And then a lady comes and reminds me, he says, but your own family, your own family hasn't eaten. And so he says, is there any left? And there was only two silver coins left. And he said, give this to my family. If you tell people that story in the modern world, and the sisters aren't going to really like that, oftentimes, but this is the way that the true people of Allah were. The more righteous you get, the more that you take the spiritual path seriously, the more you prefer others over your own selves, and especially your family. The higher expectations you have of your own family. And I've heard a story from a very close friend, Habib Hashem bin Sahel, that he witnessed this same reality firsthand from his grandfather, Habib Ibrahim bin Aqeel. He said a tajr, a businessman, brought him a chest of money filled with cash. And he said "Is that he kept passing it out, kept passing it out, kept passing it out until someone said, what about your own family? And in this story, I heard this from my own ears. He said there was none left. He passed it all out. And they had just enough by just to eat a little basic food for the day. And this is not about making the family suffer. This is about someone being so immersed in these traits of good character that they didn't even remember. This is how these people were. And there's a similar story, the likes of Habib al Qadir al-Saqaf, that I've heard firsthand from Habib Ali Jifri, where he said that Habib al Qadir was given one million Saudi reals and he went out and he knew where the poor people lived and he himself and that's what's mentioned in the story of chivalry is that he didn't make the poor come to him he went out to give to them and Habib al Qadr went from house to house to house to house to house until that it was all every single that last real was given out and they said then they saw him Put the bag upside down like this And say Allahumma fashhad Oh Allah, bear witness Now we might not be able to be like them But we can start taking steps in the right direction Minor little steps Learning to let go Learning to be at least be sincere In the little that we do But let's try to Give a little bit of charity every single day Even if it's of a single dollar even if it's a single dollar, a worthy project of some sort. Give a little bit every day, whatever you can regularly. Learning to let go and desiring to be like these great people in one of the most beautiful lines of poetry by Abu Tamam that speaks about this great trait of generosity and how these people are. And it's really not just generosity, its generosity, with a deep sense of being detached, combined with a deep concern for people, in preferring them over one's own self. That he said about them: kaffi hatta arad Beautiful. They got so used to extending their hand, yani in giving, that it. Even if they decided to close their hand and to not give, their fingers wouldn't obey. Even though they told themselves, don't give, their fingers would still give. <laughs> Is that were the only thing that they had in their hand be their own soul, they would have given it. So let the one asking them have taqwa of Allah. Don't ask (laughs) Because they'll give you everything And Just ask Those who have seen the real people of Allah This is how they are They would do They would give everything for you They would give everything for you And you know that And you feel that in your heart And that's why that Allah Ta'ala brings A deep and profound love In the heart for them So let's revive this beautiful trait learning to detach, learning to prefer others over ourselves, learning to be generous, and learning to that that detach and let go. And may Allah ta'ala wa that bless us to live this, and that may we experience its beauty, and may Allah ta'ala give us great openings and blessings in all of our affairs. Ya arhamul rahmeen. as alaihi wa sallam. Alhamdulillahi wa sallam.